0: Welcome to Getting Real with John Natalie episode 19, Joining a Real Estate Team. I'm John Natalie. I will be your host today to discuss a really important topic in the real estate industry, especially if you are in the newer part of your real estate career. You see so many real estate teams out there. And you may be thinking, is it worth it joining a team? Should I stay on my team? All these different things. So I'm going to highlight exactly what you should be looking for in a team if you are joining one and things to stay away from. Again, if you are joining a team or if you're on one now and you start to hear some of the things I go over, these are some serious red flags for you. Before we dive into today's episode, I have to take a minute to thank you for listening to this podcast for subscribing to this podcast, for continuing to help us grow our mission here at Natalie and here at Getting Real. We have a pretty big mission to fundamentally redesign the real estate industry. We want it so new agents don't fail as much. Agents who are finding success don't get burnt out as much. More people can build a sustainable career in real estate and start to really redesign their life through real estate. It's a big mission. It's a grand one. and At the same time, I am so damn appreciative that you are a part of it. If you can continue liking this episode, subscribing, rating us five stars, wherever you are listening, that helps us so much. It's a small ask, but I do appreciate anything that you can do to help us grow this mission. One of the things I'm most excited about in 2024 from starting this mission at the second half of last year, actually really the last quarter, of last year, is the power in which our Natalie coaching family is coming together. We have a coast-to-coast coaching group that literally is in, I think, 12 or 13 states as of now, and we are growing together to see the synergy that's in our online community, on our group calls, agents that I'm coaching individually, like seeing it all come together with the agents here at our company has been one of my biggest blessings of 2023 being able to start putting it all together, and now in 2024, seeing it really start to grow, see the agent success that we're having. If you have any interest in joining that community, again, I keep the barrier of entry really, really low. It is not an ultra expensive platform to join. I keep it low so we can get more people in there, more people who want to grow and all grow together. In the links for this episode, you will see a link to either book a call with me or just find more information on what we're doing with the Natalie coaching family. So please, please, please take a look at it if you're interested and always reach out to me if you have any questions at all. Now let's dive in to if joining a real estate team should be in your cards for 2024. Before we do that though, let's, let's talk about real estate teams in general where they kind of started, how they morphed, and what they look like today. Real estate teams really became a concept, let's say post-2008, as we came out of the financial collapse, out of the terrible housing market that was 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, really founded in one company in particular, Keller Williams, was this team concept. Gary Keller, who owns Keller Williams, really embraced the team concept and brought in as many teams as possible. And This isn't a Company philosophy or anything like that talk or, you know, to go over what company is best. But that's where it kind of started. And what happened was you had rainmakers who were, you know, just agents that were really crushing it, that brought in a ton of business themselves. These rainmakers had too much business for them to do individually. So they'd bring on agents. And in the 2010s, especially as teams grew in Keller Williams, Remax, and then once EXP got off the ground, the typical team had an almost identical format. It was the rainmaker at the top. Then there was listing specialists. There was buyer's agents. There was transaction coordinators. There was marketing specialists. And you built down an organization where everybody had a specific role. Now, what happened? Realistically, as we got out of the 2010s into the COVID boom, you saw that things start to change dramatically. And I had started my real estate team in late 2018, 2019. And I knew this was coming. And I said to myself, there's no way, there's no if transactions go one way or the other, things get more competitive, that you could have one specific role where an agent could only be counting on listings or an agent can only be a buyer's agent. I knew that we had to grow our agents to be well-rounded. Yeah, some could be more focused towards listings or more, more focused towards buyers. But plugging people into specific roles worked for a very short period of time in the mid-2010s. After that, it was way too outdated. So you saw more of a team-rich concept. So a lot of these companies kind of cut overhead from the company standpoint and let teams run almost kind of what I do, own a company within their umbrella. And that's what really started to change things to the current day team. The current day team is all about leads, support, and training. Now, if you're considering a team and you don't have those three foundations where, where the team leader, whoever owns the team, runs the team, is able to share how they're providing leads, support, and training to you, it's an automatic no. But let's talk about some of the reasons to join a team. If you are a newer agent and you've tried you know, prospecting, you've tried social media, and things just haven't panned out for you just yet, maybe you've even fallen into, I think it was episode 17, The New Agent Trap. Joining a team is not necessarily a bad thing for the early stages of your career. The reason being is you get into someone's network that has done it before. And you possibly get in the network with other people that are in the same stage as you and you all grow together. Being on a team is not 100% always the wrong choice, especially if you are in need of something to stay in this business. If the skills you've obtained so far haven't been able to attribute to any sort of success and you haven't gotten a bunch of listings, a bunch of buyers, you've reached out to your sphere and you need leads it's not a bad thing to join a team as a stopgap in order to get leads and not have to pay upfront for them. Now, here's where the next big piece of what you should be getting out of a team is that support. So does that team, if they they have a great leads program, do they also have the support that makes your life easier? So does that mean they they have a great CRM that keeps in contact with your with your contacts, your sphere of influence, the leads that they're providing. Do they have a transaction coordinator? Do they have a real easy deal flow so you're not sitting there trying to worry about contracts and bringing everything all together and, you know, all this stuff that's just way over your head and way over your skill set for what you actually need to be doing, which is finding people that want to transact in real estate. And the third piece, the most important, honestly more important than leads, more important than support is actual training. Because here's the reality of what I'm going to tell you. Nobody at the top, somebody who's running a team right now, barely any of them got there by running around after leads and not building a substantial business built off of something that brings business in. So whether that's marketing, whether that's social media, whether that's prospecting, whether that's open houses, whether that's client events, something in their business drives leads outside of paid leads, because that's mostly what the leads are that are provided by a team. They're going to be either social leads, they're going to be Zillow leads, they're going to be realtor.com, they're going to be OpCity. Wherever they come from, they're probably going to close at 5%, no matter where they come from. Whether they call you directly, Zillow connects you, whether it's a social media ad, doesn't really matter. They're all going to close around 5%. But the team leaders who are where they are now realize maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, At one point, I cannot just wait for fish to be handed to me. I need to go out and learn how to fish. So that third piece of a team training is so damn important. And that's where most lack. A lot of teams provide leads. They provide sport, make your life easy. But they are not in the training game to actually show you how to fish, how to go out and get business without having to pay for it or paying exuberant costs in terms of paid leads. Because not a single one of them, where they are now, got there by doing it that way. And if they had to go back, this is a great question I was asked team leaders, if they had to go back, would they do it that way? And they say, absolutely not. It may not be easy to find your own business. It may not be easy to be that person that fishes, but eventually you will figure it out. And the team leader that does not train is a huge, huge, huge red flag for me. So if you're looking out at potentially joining a team, if they don't have all three of those cogs, if they don't have leads, they don't have support, and they don't have training, as a new agent, I'm telling you right now, you're better off on your own, figuring your stuff out and giving this your best shot. And if it fails, it fails. I'm just going to be honest. But if you can find a great team... Where you find such great value with the leads they're offering, with the support they're offering, with the training they're offering, it may make sense for you because it does help you get acclimated into the business. It gets you active, right? If you have steady leads where you're now able to go out and show houses, maybe some leads that bring in some some business for you. You can then turn around and that's content you can create. That content you create it creates an audience. That audience that you've created creates more business for yourself. That's outside of the team structure. Now you have to realize that if you're on a team with great leads, with great support, with great training, it is going to cost you. One of the things I see a lot, whether it's on in Facebook groups or questions I get directly is how do I get on a team but keep, you know, 80% or 90%? it's never going to happen. Most splits, realistically, on your own business will probably be like a 70-30, 80-20, things that you bring in. And then you have to split with the company as well in which the team is at. And then on deals where leads they're providing, you're probably looking at a 50-50 split. Because again, they are providing the leads, the support, and the training. And all of those things, guys, cost a lot of money for these team leaders. I'm not here to make them sound like victims, but this is why you are not going to get a very attractive split if you're getting those three things. And on the same time, you want, you know, it's the old phrase of you want your cake and you want to eat it too. In reality, you will have to sacrifice in terms of the overall dollars you are going to get if you want to trade off early in your career for the leads, the support, and the training. Now, what I see a lot of people do and the mistake they make is they just look at that first part. And they don't look at the sport. They don't look at the training. So if they keep busy with the leads, that's all they look at. They don't look at what type of person that's running the team. They don't look at what type of training that person's going to offer them. They strictly just say, if they have leads, that's where I'm going to go. And what happens is you look at these teams and you see they typically have a lot of turnover, a lot of turnover. And that's the first red flag for me is when you see a team And you ask the team leader, hey, who's the longest serving person here? Who's been with your team the longest? And they say like nine months, one year or two years. And you know they've been running a team for four or five years. That's a red flag. If people are really getting lead support training, there should be a path for them to also go from a new agent to something more than that within their organization. It's one of my biggest issues with running a team in today's environment. Because we've had a race to the bottom on commission splits that it's damn near impossible to grow people underneath someone else's umbrella because the splits are just too damn hard to figure out. But in reality, people should still be in their world for more than like 6, 9, 12 months or else there's a reason why so many people are leaving. So a huge red flag getting started with a team is if you see a lot of people coming in and out. That's not just, oh, some people survive, some people don't. That just means the team is not set up with lead support and training that actually brings business outside of that first cog of paid leads. The second red flag to me is when they just talk about leads. Here's what I mean by that. A lot of team leaders, and I heard this recently, have a philosophy, have a business practice that if you keep agents busy enough with leads, that they're so damn busy. Again, it's more about a volume thing. They're staying active with leads. Support and training could be there in a certain degree. However, if you keep them so damn busy with leads, they never figure out how to really last in this business without the leads. So they'll always need that team leader or they'll always need paid leads. And the team leader knows if they go off and start trying to spend the money that the team leader spends for the entire team, they'll quickly be broke. Or two, they'll pivot, not do paid leads, and then they'll be out of the business. It's a horrible business practice, but so many team leaders go by it because it keeps them perched at the top without having to do as much when it comes to the transaction basis. So you have to be very careful when everything that's promoted about a certain team is all about the leads. If they only talk leads, I'm telling you right now, they're a team that is in that philosophy, that line of thinking, that we are not here to help you grow past this. This is just for you to be a cog at our wheel And then when you're done, boom, you're gone. And we'll just keep rinse, recycle. I never enjoyed a team like that. The reason I opened this real estate company is because the agents that were highly productive at my team, I realized, hey, they are not going to continue to be able to pay me as their team leader for all this stuff that I'm offering, plus pay the company in which we're at. It just doesn't make financial sense. So at a certain point, you have to take on the responsibility. And that's what I did. I opened this company to keep retaining talent. Retaining talent is just as, more, as important as recruiting, if not more important. The issue I have with many team leaders is it's all 100% about recruiting. And it's mostly at a, at a cost to whatever their paid lead service costs. So they just want to break even with all the real estate side of things so they can recruit for other things, whether it's revenue share, profit share, all these different things that companies offer nowadays to build in a substantial monthly income so they could produce far less and still make a great living doing a lot less work. I don't blame them for that. I think it's smart in business. However, the, the person that's coming in, you, the listener right now, is the person that's getting used for that process. So overall, you have to be really careful with the team that you join, because again, the first red flag, the second red flag, those are so, so important And so alarming to me that if people are turning over real quick and two, all the team leader is talking about is leads and nothing else, I want you just to be careful with what you are getting into. The third red flag is the team leader or the team that is not transparent about their contract. You have to be so on point with what the expectations are, what leads, would support, what training you are going to get what your exit policy is, what, your, what policy it is with your database, where are you keeping your database, how do you operate team emails, all of these things are never really considered until after someone joins a team. I want you to start considering them beforehand. So when, if you beat a team leader, like a third red flag for me would be a team leader who's not transparent about some of these things. So if you ask how long is a contract for, how do I have to use a team email, can I use my own? What does my database get kept on? Do you have access to my database? This isn't a all team leaders are bad. They're here to steal your clients or anything like that. But I find transparency helps so much in these conversations. And I need, I think agents themselves should be asking these questions. And if you're asking these questions and everything seems right to you, it's not a bad thing if you are in need of leads, support, and training to get involved with a real estate team. It's certainly not a move every agent should make. If you're already creating business on your own, you should stay far away from a team. But if you are having some trouble, you're struggling a little bit, you're brand new, you can't figure things out, getting in the world of someone with a great team could change your life, could change your career, It could change your business. So it should be given some thought. However, you have to do your due diligence and make sure from a very simple standpoint, it is a win-win agreement. The team leader wins with you being part of their world, and you win being part of the team leader's world. If those two things happen, a team could be great for you. If they don't, and either you're just desperate to find leads you're desperate to just get on a team because you're told that you have to do that to have success, you will end up either one, failing, two, burning out, and three, never building anything sustainable. I would hate to see that for you. So let's get smart, let's ask the right questions, and if you are joining a real estate team, make sure none of those three red flags are hit, and then you will have a great successful year here in 2024 with your respective real estate team.